0: Welcome. I first want to let you know how incredibly glad I am that you're here with me today. I'm really, really happy to be sharing with you the things that I know are true. There are so many things in this world that are confusing and difficult to understand, and I don't have everything worked out. I don't have all the answers, but there are some things that I know, and I am so happy to be able to share some of those things with you. Today, I want to talk about forgiveness. This is a really difficult topic for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. So, I grew up as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, and I grew up hearing regularly about the steps of repentance and just about repentance in general. There's a lot of focus in the church on repentance about the need to repent and how we're all sinners, we all make mistakes, we all do things wrong. And there are so many sermons, talks, lessons, scriptures, discussions about repentance and about how important it is. I agree, repentance is important. If or when we do things that we shouldn't have done, It's good to know how to fix the problem. And in other episodes, I might discuss more about what constitutes a need for repentance. But today, I don't want to focus on repentance. I want to focus on forgiveness. I've struggled a lot with what right and wrong mean. What makes a particular action right and what makes another action wrong? My conclusion, after a lot of thinking, is that the right thing means doing something that brings joy to people. I think the ultimate reason for our existence is so that we can experience joy and so that we can help others experience joy. And anything we do that increases the joy that we experience and that other people experience is good. That's, I think, the point of the commandments is to point out what we can do to minimize the hurt that we cause to other people and maximize the joy. Um, Please notice that I'm not saying happiness or instant gratification or general feelings of, you know, happiness in the moment. That's not what joy is. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying do what makes you feel good right now. I'm saying The long-term overall joy, for instance, I might feel really happy in the moment about eating a bunch of junk food, but in the long run, that's going to have an overall negative impact on my health and well-being and how I feel. There are so many things that are like that in life where we might feel happy in the moment if we really share all of our negative emotions with another person by telling them exactly how we feel. That might get it off of our chest in the moment, and we might have short-term feelings of feeling better, feeling like, whew, thank heavens, I really laid into them and told them what I thought. In the long run, is that likely to help increase the net joy in the world? Not usually. (laughs) Usually, it's going to be better to think of positive, constructive ways to communicate rather than tearing people down. Even if tearing somebody down gives one person a momentary feeling of happiness or relief or power, that's, that doesn't increase the net joy. My definition of doing something wrong, or a quote sin, would be doing anything that hurts anybody if it hurts you if it hurts your neighbor if it hurts your brother your sister your mom your dad your dog your goldfish but especially other people if you're doing something that hurts people then that's something that I think is the definition of a sin or something that is wrong like I said in church while I was growing up there was a lot of discussion that feels to me now looking back on it like people were saying shame on you shame on you for being a bad person You should think about how bad you are. I disagree with that. I don't think that most of us are bad people. I think most of us try really hard to do good things. And then, while we're trying to do good things, we sometimes hurt people. And when we sometimes hurt people, it's good to know how to fix it. And so I'm grateful for the church giving us steps of repentance. People talk about forgiveness. It's important to forgive. You know, you should forgive 70 times 7 times, which I think just means just keep forgiving people, like, forever. But while I was told the steps of repentance, all I was told about forgiveness was just do it. Just forgive. Just let go of the hurt. Let go of the pain. Over the years, I've thought about forgiveness and repentance, and I think that they are very much like two sides of the same coin. So the steps of repentance that I was taught as I was growing up went as follows. Number one, recognize that you did something wrong. I'm putting wrong in quotes. By that, I would mean something that hurt someone. So recognize that you did something that hurt someone. Number two, feel bad about it. I am not into shaming. i think that most of us do a plenty good job of bringing shame onto ourselves and that we don't need anybody reminding us to heap more coals on top of our heads. But there is a good point here. If you hurt other people and you never feel bad about it, then there's a problem. When you recognize that you've hurt somebody, just the fact that you feel bad about hurting somebody is part of repentance. That's part of changing your own behavior in the future and enabling you to help repair what you've done. Then the third step is to apologize. That includes confessing. You can't really apologize for something without admitting that you've made a mistake, that you did something wrong. Maybe it wasn't a mistake. Maybe you intentionally hurt somebody in some way. But either way, confessing, admitting both to yourself and to other people is a huge step in repentance and fixing something that you've done wrong. And then the fourth step, the last one, is to try to fix it, whatever it is that you've done. And obviously, some things are easier to fix than others. To me, this means going out of your way to not only repair what you've done to hurt somebody, but going out of your way to bring joy as much as you can to that person and to other people. So if those are the steps for repentance, then what about forgiveness? First of all, what is forgiveness? I think forgiveness is dropping our feelings of being offended, letting go of the hurt. And how is that possible? That's a really tall order. And like I said earlier, so often in church, we're told forgive, period, And then like, like you're just supposed to know how to do that. If there's any discussion about what comes after that, the discussion is along the lines of hand it to the Savior. How exactly do we do that? I would like to take those steps of forgiveness and turn them over to the other side of the coin and look at steps of repentance. These are similar to forgiveness, but different. So first of all, recognizing that someone has hurt you. In the steps of repentance, we recognize that we've done something wrong. In the steps of forgiveness, we need to start by recognizing that someone has hurt us. Sometimes it's all too easy to pretend like it didn't hurt. To be tough, to be strong, and to say, Oh no, you know, I'm, I'm good, it's all cool, no problem. That didn't bother me. I'm doing fine. And lying to ourselves about... Our hurt that we have received, the, the pain that somebody has caused to us, is dishonesty, and it doesn't allow forgiveness to happen. It doesn't allow the healing to occur. That would be sort of like if you had a dirty stick poked into your leg as you fell off your bike, standing up and saying, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, there's no problem here, I'm, I'm all good. When you're not actually fine, you've got a dirty stick poking out of your leg, and you need to acknowledge the fact that, oh, you've got a stick in your leg, that hurts, there's a problem. We need to get it out in order to fix the injury and heal your leg and recover. The same is true with your emotions, with your soul. When somebody hurts you, you have to acknowledge the fact that you got poked with a dirty stick and it hurts and there's a problem. My second step for forgiveness would be tied very much to that first one. This is part of recognizing that someone has hurt you, and that is to let yourself fully feel the emotions. Anger, as sort of a side note, is a secondary emotion. If you're feeling angry about something, that anger is always a second emotion that comes after a deeper emotion. So if your response to feeling the emotions is, Yep, I'm angry then spend a little bit of time sitting down with yourself and letting yourself feel behind the anger to see what is causing that anger. Often it's hurt or fear that are behind anger. Get to the root of the emotions and fully feel them. That includes recognizing the magnitude of them. On a scale of one to ten, how much does this hurt? If it's a two... Okay, but don't tell yourself it's a 2 if it's really a 10 or a 999. It's important to fully recognize the extent of the damage that was done. Just like a stick that pokes in your leg when you fall off your bike, it doesn't really help to say, oh, no, it's all good, you know, hand me a Band-Aid, I'm good. Sometimes you need to take a stop at the urgent care and get some stitches. Sometimes you need some Neosporin on it. It's important to recognize the full scope of the emotions and to feel all of them. You can't really heal them until you feel them. And then number three, recognize that the person who hurt you doesn't need to apologize or change in order for you to feel better. This is a little bit like the third step in repentance apologize and confess, if you're the one that hurts somebody else, in order for you to heal, you need to apologize and confess. But for the other person to heal, your apology might be helpful, but it's not essential. And when you're the one who's been hurt, the healing is about you. The healing isn't about the stick that poked you. The healing isn't about the rock that your bike hit that caused you to fall off. The healing isn't about the car horn that honked that caused you to swerve and hit the rock and get the stick in your leg. It's not about any of those things. Healing your leg is about your leg. It's not about the driver of the car, the rock that was in the road, or the stick that was laying beside the road. Your leg needs to be healed independent of all of those other things. And your leg can heal independent of all of those other things. The driver might drive on and not even know that you fell off your bike and got hurt. The driver doesn't need to know in order for your leg to get better. Your leg can get better without the driver knowing or doing anything. The same is true when the hurt is more personal. You can recover emotionally without the other person who hurt you ever doing anything. They don't need to feel bad about it. They don't need to apologize in order for you to heal. They need to do that in order for them to heal, but not for you to heal. So recognizing that you are separate from the person who has hurt you. You are your own person and you can heal without them. My fourth step is to know that forgiveness does not mean letting them keep hurting you. This is tied to the third one. They don't need to apologize, but you don't need to stand there and let them keep hurting you. This would be kind of like saying, well, I'm just going to let this stick stay in my leg. I don't want to offend the stick by pulling it out of my leg, so I'm just going to leave it there. That would be crazy. If a dog bites you and you forgive the dog for biting you, that doesn't mean you go back and roughhouse with the dog and get in a situation where the dog can bite you again. It means letting go of your anger and the emotions about the dog biting you, letting go of being offended with the dog or upset with the dog, but that doesn't mean that you go back in and roughhouse with the dog and let the dog bite you again. It is really important to protect yourself by pulling the stick out of your leg, not roughhousing with the dog, and removing toxic people from your life. If there are people in your life that are repeatedly hurting you and you are needing to continually be going through these steps of forgiveness just to try to survive in their presence, it's time to step away. It's time to get yourself into a safe place so that you are not being continually hurt by the people who are hurting you. So I'm just going to recap those steps before I go on to the next one. So number one, recognize that someone has hurt you. Number two, let yourself truly, fully feel the emotions. Number three, recognize that they don't need to apologize in order for you to recover. Recovery, in this case, equals forgiveness. Number four, know that forgiveness does not mean letting them keep hurting you. You can protect yourself, and you should protect yourself, by removing toxic people from your life. When you've done those things, That's the time to go on to step five, give the burden away. The Savior is here. He has suffered everything with you. In the Garden of Gethsemane and on the cross at Calvary, he felt everything that you have ever felt in your life. Any loneliness, any hurt, any pain, any sadness, any feelings of rejection. He's also felt the joy, the goodness, the happiness Talk with him. Talk with him about the hurt and ask him to take the pain. I have pictured myself taking whatever hurts in my heart, taking it out of my heart and handing it to the Savior. It makes a difference. I can feel him taking the burden when I do that. Perhaps for you, you believe in, a, in God in a different way, but however you see God, hand your burden to the Lord and let him take it. Let him take that burden for you. And then, just like the last step of repentance, the last step of forgiveness is find a way to bring joy to others. This might be the person who hurt you, or this might be someone else. Going out of your way to bring joy to others will help to ease your burden. It will help to make your burdens lighter. let's just quickly recap those. Forgiveness does not mean letting somebody keep hurting you again and again. It does mean recognizing that you've been hurt. Just like if you were going to repent, you have to start by recognizing that you've done something wrong. If you're going to forgive someone, you have to start by recognizing that you've been hurt. Then you need to fully feel the emotions. Recognize how bad the hurt is. This corresponds to repentance when you feel bad about it. Recognize that they don't need to apologize in order for you to feel better. That's not part of your forgiveness process, because forgiveness is about you healing. It's not about them healing. And then know that forgiveness does not mean letting toxic people keep hurting you. Forgiveness is healing your soul, healing that stick that jabbed into you and is hurting you. Part of forgiveness is removing the stick from your leg, removing the toxic people, not getting back in to wrestle with the dog that bit you. Then give your burdens away. Give them to the Savior. Let him take the pain. He has already taken it. He felt your pain while he was in Gethsemane and on the cross. You don't need to feel it. Let him take it. And then join with the Savior in bringing joy to other people. That will really be... The final healing step for your soul is looking for ways to bring joy to others. I know that these steps work. I know how difficult it can be to find the desire to forgive people. But I also know that if we pray for that desire to forgive people, If we recognize that this is about healing and giving away the burden of the pain and recovering from pain and not carrying around anger for something that someone else has done, it becomes so much easier to forgive and to move on and to be happy again after the things that have hurt us. I hope that this helps you in your life. I hope it brings you joy and wonderful experiences with forgiveness. Thank you. Have the best day ever.